bronche, bronche. That's how we say brunch. Here's to the ladies who stay busy with their lunch. You want that bochinche? Si la copa está llena, yo te doy la bendición. So what if we get batches? We from the Bronx. That's it. Don't get it twisted. We be going to Manhattan. Be a queen. Be a boss. Ladies who brush a pop and pop. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ladies Who Bronche. I am Julissa. What's good, everybody? This is Skittles. And this week, I am so proud to say that we fucking finally have gotten who I consider honestly a sister at this point. The beautiful, fucking flexible, intelligent, powerful (laughs) Adelise. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> what up? It's your girl out of love, so in case you didn't know, so. Oh, hey. Hey. From the New York Dolls podcast. And I am uh, a mover, a dancer, a creative, uh, just someone trying out here trying to get it. That's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> And you've been really out here getting it, I have to say. So, you know, you're for a lot of people in the in the social media sphere, they know you as the leading lady of the New York Dose. Yes. But let's hear a little bit about your journey, even pre-New York Dose. Right. How did Addie the Creative come to life? Oh, you know, just a little girl from Washington Heights, four years old. <laughs> um, that's what that was when I first got like uh, my first like dance class and um, I feel like dance has always been a major part of my life. Um, that's like been the center of it from like four to like, I want to say 17, where it was really just like school and dance, school and dance. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's where it all started. Of course, I feel like, you know, in the womb, you get a lot of things from your parents, too, mm-hmm. you know, like my mom is pretty creative, even though she never like went after her creative, like things but she's also dance and she like into art and like stuff like that my they both love music both of my parents like so um yeah I think that was pre-Addy and then uh you know college where I kind of wanted like a normal college lifestyle because I was going to go to an arts like heavy based mm. uh college and then I was like damn like I just felt like because you know with when you're committed to like a certain type of art like it's the your lifestyle becomes that right and right. you don't have much time for social life so i was like when i was like thinking of colleges i was like i really wanted like a college like that tv like college experience yes. oh. so um I ended up going to Buffalo State, rough buff. Yeah. Rough indeed. That cold girl. Yeah, that cold was crazy. I walked in negative 10 degrees weather once. I could never. Get my nails done because I was also bored over there. Wow. Some some days I, girl, I was just like, I need to do something. Like, Diablo. But uh, no, I love Buffalo though. It was definitely great, great times. A lot of growing there. But I was a business major. And then I switched to hospitality and tourism major. Mm. But I mean, I always, like, they had, like, a dance program there, but it wasn't, like, a major or nothing like that. Right. They had it as a minor. And then I think my junior year, sophomore, junior year, they were, like, really thinking of creating, like, this program where you can 
study two arts at one, at once, and that could be like your major. Mm-hmm. It was called arts and letters. Everybody was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> and I'm like, well, "I don't know, but you could study two things at once, two Shit. art crafts at once." And I did dance, and uh, it was kind of like major in dance, minor like in media communications mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And um, yeah, then I got, I ended up just taking that because I was like, this is the only way I'm going to get through college because <laughs> everything wow. else, I was just like, it kind of was forcing it, you know, and yeah. like trying to deteriorate, like deteriorate, to deter from um, like the creative side. And also it was kind of like, my, my mom always like supported me, but she was always just like, you know, still like... You know, yeah. just that try to have like Dominican a plan B, mom you know, thing. like yeah. try to have like a, so I was like, okay, I could do business because I could open up a dance studio and all that stuff. Like right. I was thinking like that, but I ended up just doing that and it was great. Um, then after that, I was, I, I wanted to do fashion and I did that for like four years and then I was like, no, not right now. That's not my thing right now. And then still dancing through all that. And then I met Derek well, reconnected with Derek because me and Derek went to high school, and you guys know the yeah. story. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So and then I got into podcasting, and then I got really invested in podcasting, and now I'm at a space now where it's like that's still there, but it's like getting back to like Adelise mm-hmm. and uh, my brand, my personal brand, and yes. just refocusing more. Like, cause it was always there, but you know, like when you, it's like when you know when you give birth to like a new baby, like they right. need your attention for like that year, first two years. So I think like New York Dose is like at a good spot right now. Of course, we're still growing, forever growing, but um, I think it's time to just you know balance that out more. Yeah, I of, think like, your story mm-hmm. is also a testimony to like the age of social media and how we are creatives that grew up at a time where like social media wasn't necessarily the way to go when we were younger. Right. And Mm -hmm. so we've all been kind of like navigating this path of like, okay, well we're watching people. And we're also like, you know, social media has become the art form or the platform where you're, where you are showcasing this. Um, Right. So I think your your story is just a testimony to that. Yes. Yes, for sure. Always evolving. Always evolving. Forever. Evolve. So, the first question that we're going to ask <laughs> what is it? Is what is the your favorite? Question, right? <laughs> oh, the second, the second, the second. <laughs> we're going to go into our brunch questions where yes. we ask you, what is your choice brunch bebida? What are you drinking when oh, you go to brunch? Oh, well, you know, you guys asked me this when I filled out the form, and I'm happy you guys did because that's very thoughtful of you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, list, you, you know. know, just a little mimosa. I think mimosa is, like, the perfect brunch. Like, orange juice, champagne. Like, yes. that yes. That equals brunch. It's like, that is lunch. I mean, breakfast and lunch mixed together. It so, it's the best. And I feel like, I'm, like, champagne usually, like, gives me headaches. Uh-huh. But, like, when it's mixed with orange juice, it doesn't. So, yeah. so I think that's real cute. And you can, like, also sip on it. And you can chug it if you want. You know, like, right. like, it's that's not right. too strong. Whereas, like, you know. I'm all mm. about, I'm not very good at chugging things. But I'm very good at shoot, mimosas. <laughs> yes. And I think, especially when it's served in the flute. That's There's something lovely. about the, the, the way it is phallic and the way in which I take other phallic things down mm. very easily. Hey. I just be like. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Don't act shy, bitch. Wow. No, no, I'm like, 
Ieta. Right. Acting brand new. Wow. Okay, Santa. <laughs> yes, cute. Yeah, so mimosas is lit. Mimosas are lit and they're cute. So then when you are at brunch with your girls and you're drinking your mimosas, what is your favorite choice brunch plate? What is your go-to? Of course it depends from where. That's right. But I feel like everybody usually has like an eggs benedict. Yeah, yeah. That's, situation. Yeah, yeah. Like that's kind of like a go-to. But I usually like I from thinking of the brunch places I've been to, it's always been like Mexican like mm. type of brunch. So I love, I love a me a good, good breakfast brunch. burrito. Ooh, yes. Yeah. A good anytime yes. burrito. Is, yeah, is I love burritos, I love but burritos. A, a breakfast one is lit. Yo, I've had some really great burritos in Cali, I just have to mm. say. I know a lot of people talk, about, like they compete about like, oh, is Cali Mexican food even that much better than New York? And I've had it's, some pretty crappy tacos. In, in I was going to say, I've and I've had, had some tacos. really shitty food, Mexican food in yeah. Cali. California, and I'm told I have to go to like San Diego and shit and like I'm just having it in the wrong place mm-hmm. but I have to say like there have been times I'm in LA and I have a burrito specifically and not tacos like everybody has mentioned and girl it's life changing sometimes yeah. like I'm ooh, sure there's I mean, a spot in Boyle Heights which is uh, like near East LA and like psh, I don't even remember the name right now but Revolve Impact a company that's out there they treated us to lunch and girl I've been thinking about that burrito since the day I ate it <laughs> Nah, mm-hmm. this is a spot, my spot, um, on second, on first, between Avenue A and B, there's a taco truck called Tacos Cholulas. Yeah. I actually did a piece on them, like, mad years ago for, like, this audition, and I never put <laughs> it out. Maybe I'll put it out as a throwback Thursday one day, but I love them so much. Like, they <laughs> take, like, their burritos is, like, $9, but it's, like, so filling. Mm. And it's just like you just taste the authenticness of it. Like it doesn't feel forced. <coughs> it doesn't feel like there's no fake cheese in it. Like oh, it's just yes, real cheese. Because I had really oh bad God. burritos before, but that one, mm. yes, tacos chulula. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right, Addie. So tell us a little bit about what it was like going out to eat when you were a kid. Ooh, going out to eat when I was oh, it was like that was a big deal for mm. sure. Like it was definitely. I'm just think. I don't know why I'm thinking of like who, because I grew up like in two houses. So mm. like, and my mom. Yeah, tell us both. Yeah, yeah, and my mom like my mom cooked more. Mm-hmm. So when growing up, so um, going out to eat was oh sorry, excuse me, you're that bird. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying to hide it, but I was like, whoa. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I'm just thinking. Oh, it was special occasions. I would mm. go, but with my dad because I would only see him on weekends. Like we would kind of go out every weekend. Mm. Um, so it was like not to sound like whatever, but it was like more. Like it just. Oh, I always look forward to the weekends. Cause oh, like I would go out. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was it was great. Like um. We would usually do Spanish foods. Oh, my mom loved Mexican. Mm-hmm. So we would go to this spot on 80, by like, you know, 86 at AMC mm-hmm, on 86. Mm-hmm. Okay, there was a spot like two blocks down. It was like in the middle of the street. It was called La Cocina. It was like an underground, like Ooh. Mexican. It was like dark in there. Like the tables like had like different types of beans. I just remember like the different. Yeah. But that was like, I that was like the one spot I remember that it was just like wow like I felt like my like it wasn't like it wasn't like a really really fancy spot but it still felt like you were somewhere like you know like so I think that was like a highlight of like my going out with my parents like family dinners like so it was fun it was fun that's awesome and it was good food always so 
When you are eating, what is your favorite bochincha topic? Ooh. I'm thinking of when we were with my girls. Like, we always, you know, when you, you with your girls. You no, no, I'm saying when you with your girls, you talk. <laughs> I feel like I have a great group of girlfriends, and we just talk. We touch base on everything. Like, mm-hmm. we can uh-huh. talk about everything. So, but mostly our conversation, of course, is about dick. Yes. <laughs> okay. Or vagina. Because, you know, in my group, you know, there's some, there's some, you We know, do it all. Yeah, they do it all. <laughs> and um, it's just always funny. Like, it's always, like, catching up about, like, who's the n- new person or, like, Mm. the new dick or like the old dick or like can you believe this nigga hit me up like you know (laughs) and um, yeah that's usually number one and then second it's like you know just catching up on like family like stuff because we like it's hard to get us all together sometimes Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah usually dick really like relationships stuff and then like Pop culture stuff. Awesome. Dick, yeah. family, pop culture. culture. Yeah. That is like <laughs> yes. a standard yes. classic. Well, then you're going to love our plate of the day because we're going to get into a little bit relationship, Ooh, love we shit. We have a little so, bit of that. Yeah, we're going to have a little bit of that, but we'll get into that in a minute. Okay, so now we're moving on to our cheers to the ladies who section where we cheer dope people and dope shit. Listen, it's been a really fucking crazy week in the world, but we can't we cannot overlook the fact that even though there might not be a positive news story to talk about, what is positive is that we are all still here. We are pushing through. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'd love to hear just like one positive thing or one moment of like joy that you had, whether it was like something you ate or just something you watched that was funny. What was one good thing that happened this this week for you? Um, I think for me, it would be, and I, it's funny because as the week has gone on, this is like kind of deteriorated, but like, I do have to cheers the fact that at the beginning of the week, I started meditating yes. and like listening to some like, uh, Deepak Chopra. My grandpa. Yeah. So, so I was doing that at the beginning of the week. I have slipped up and not been consistent towards the end of the week. But I did feel better while I was doing it. I was like, also like... On my like, I pray. I would pray in the morning, meditate, and then work out. So I was like on my self love shit. Yes, that morning um, routine shit. And like, I also just like need to keep the mentality of like, even if it's like you start the week off great, and then like you don't necessarily follow through the rest of the week. Tomorrow's a new day. Yeah, mm. and you get to start over. Exactly, clean slate. So. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just have to say that. Juan's uh, prayer and meditation is kicking ass because his third eye is like, and like his ideas. No, no, seriously. And like the the ways in which his idea, right, right, like where that? No, his 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 his, the way he's creating ideas and flowing and just like able to keep up workflows. It's been like like as a creative partner and like we've been with each other through each other's highs, lows, best Mm. times, worst times as creatives. And like he, you are hitting your prime in a way that like even. You know, I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm getting these texts and stuff, and I'm like, all right. 
<laughs> you know, and so it's it's something I think really to be acknowledged. So even when you did mention, oh, you know, I worked out, I haven't worked out again. It's almost like not that it doesn't matter because obviously, like you do want to hold yourself accountable. But uh, like I was almost, I, what I really wanted to say was just like, yeah, but don't fucking beat yourself up to the point where you're gonna feel so bad you're not gonna get back up because from where you were even last month, bitch, like uh, that is a glow up. So do yes. not undersell your glow up yes. because this shit is going to leak into your own art your personal like all this the glow is going to overflow into everything else so don't yeah. even play yes. yourself do not even play yourself yes. I'm so fucking proud of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm guilty of that of what do you say don't under what your glow up Oh, what is it? Don't understand, but I don't even remember undersell. what the fuck I just said. Undersell. undersell. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm guilty of that sometimes. Yeah. And that leads to, like, my, I am thought about it now, like, my joy moment of, like, giving myself just a little bit more recognition mm. and, like, for my hard work because I have been, like, what well, I call it, like, retraining again. Like, I joined a new dance team mm. and, like, the choreography is, like, a little bit out of my comfort zone is more hip hop. I'm more of a modern dance, like, mm. uh, like that's more of my strength. So, I we were learning like some new choreography on Thursday, and it was um, I felt like I didn't feel like how I felt like in the other rehearsals where I was just like, I don't know, a bitch, a bitch is old. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like I started feeling like Aunt Viv when she went to that ah. audition. <laughs> but, but what happened? She killed it and she died after. <laughs> But, she but I, I I gave myself a little recognition because I could feel my body. Like, I was like, because that week I went to, like, three other training classes, like, back to back. So I was just, like, feeling the difference in my body, and I really felt that moment. Mm. And I was like, nah, bitch. Like, you, if you imagine if you keep going, like, so I felt, like, really proud of myself because I fought. Because I had, like, a spring. Like, I felt like I pulled something, like, two weeks ago. Mm. And that was about to, like, mm. fucking get me mentally because that's, like, the biggest thing, like worst thing you can do like as a mover or athlete or whatever right 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 so I started getting scared I'm like damn that's just gonna happen right when I'm starting like to train again <laughs> like right. but I had a good moment of like gathering some choreography and I felt good about it so yes. that, was, that was good a good See, push through I love that you know? and I think it ties it ties well into into even for me so like ironically like with my health I always find any excuse to back out of whatever my health routine is and this week for me um you know for those who follow me on IG you saw this there was a death in my family on Monday and that Monday I was like you know what I have a feeling this is gonna go down let me not work out yada 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 um and then like I worked out ate a salad and everything I didn't want to I threw up the salad. I got sick. The class kicked my ass because we started. So I, I take boxing. Yes. Um, and so like we started doing a lot more footwork and we started having like we paired up and it's the first time we've paired up in all my weeks going to mm. chase each other in the ring like we were going to hit each other. Oh, wow. So like even the but, but you know, like the whole like yeah. who, and, you, and you're going for rounds and rounds go for three minutes each. And bitch, I never knew in my life how tired you yes, can get three in three minute intervals is, is of just like time. and then and then we hit bags and then we did ab work and it was like an intense ass workout. And literally at the end of the workout, I was like. Like I couldn't even, Your body um, you know, and I was like, see, that's why I need to know. Maybe I'm not cut out for this health shit, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's really and it's really wrong. Um, but I think that it's it, so the, the cheers moment for myself is not even just the fact that I went and I did that, mm -hmm. but that 
I like to push myself past my limits when it comes to work. When it comes to health, I'll put it aside. When it comes to my own self-love, I'll put it aside. Mm. But yesterday and the day before, I had to cancel these recordings for Bronche. Like, I had to reschedule two people. And it was it hurt my ego to the point. I'm sitting here right now. I, I could have canceled. And it would have been justified. My ego is so big, but I, I'm proud of myself for even allowing the two days in a row, um, you know, because you got to just fucking, sometimes you just got to listen gotta to your relax. Sometimes, sometimes you got to just chill the fuck chill, out. Sit down. Sometimes you got to chill the fuck out. And, you know, and, and all listen things, to and all listen to Listen to all of it, but all things considered, like, you know, I am proud that I can find the balance of pushing through and taking care of myself. Yes. So I'm excited to continue that journey. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Yeah, yeah. thank y'all for being Sick here. All right, so now we're going to move into our tuta loca es, where we call motherfuckers out for doing the most. The and most. so yes. this one is really sticky. This one is so sticky. sticky and sticky. I I feel I feel literally sick to my stomach thinking about it, but like whatever. Um so Nicki Minaj, uh her brother got convicted 25 to life for molesting a child, right? Mm-hmm. I remember um, that. Semen was found on the child's underwear, like literally stuff like that. The entire time that was going on in the investigation before the conviction happened, Nicki Minaj was supporting him financially. And I, as a Nicki Minaj fan, feel like she's been going through some shit. I don't really know, you know, what's been going on with her, like, and you know, like she's been, yeah. she's dating this dude who's also been convicted we, for yeah, rape. Remember we spoke. We, we, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that part. Yeah, yeah so I she's remember. just kind of like surrounded by these like, uh, by these like bad men, and then like you know like these other men that were loyal to her, were friends with her when she came into the game. Drake, Meek, they all seem to be like turning their backs on her. And mm. Meek Mill suggested they they got into an altercation on Twitter. I saw them Twitter beef. Um, yeah, they, they got into a Twitter beef. Whatever. Meek Mill said- alluded to the fact that she was doing all these stuff, these stunts, because he had an album coming out, so that people would ask questions about her, so that then she can put her music out. And he also alluded to the fact that she knew that her brother was raping this child and then she said that that meek mill the beats on his sister yeah beats on sister she 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 accused him of beating the sister beating his mother and beating her um yeah so it's it's all these all these accusations but i really am kind of like sickened by the idea of like a man raping a child and you knowing about it and you still supporting him financially. And it's your brother. I don't brother. give a fuck yeah. if it's your brother. I'm, like, yeah. I, and yeah. I've been through some shit with my brother. Yeah. You know, um, I know that you've had situations with your family members really sad, but like, it brings, into, the, it brings into a question <laughs> where it's like, like, if, is blood thicker than, you know, water in the sense of like when your family member is doing something that is actually like morally wrong. Right. I mean, I what think. Happen- what do you do? <laughs> yeah. It's it's tricky because I feel like some people go, especially like family. I mean, we would never, I mean, I don't know that feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, where it's like immediate in denial because you just like, like what like why the fuck would you do some dumb like why would he do that especially somebody that you grew up with and all that stuff mm-hmm. where you're just like 
what the fuck. But I guess like when once you know and you have all the facts, I mean, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Fuck blood, like you know, to me. Yeah. Listen, if Trump's family started turning their back on him, I wouldn't be like, wow, but they're not supporting him. That's their father. That's mm-hmm. their like, no, like, right. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I just mean to say like what, like there are some lines that don't need to be blurred. There is no, there mm-hmm. is, no, it's not complicated. You raped an 11 year old child. That's not complicated. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and this, I understand sympathy and I'm assuming, right. A lot of this money is also probably going to lawyer fees yes. and things like mm-hmm. that. Right. Because it doesn't sound like she was doing it so that he could eat every day because he was starving mm-hmm. and sounds like she was supporting his defense which is where it becomes really problematic for Mm -hmm. me and even and let's take it a step back even from family this was my entire point with people when it came to r kelly even and people being like oh so what i could still bop always his music art is separate from the artist Mm, i'm sorry where do you think he gets his money from to rent out whole motherfucking floors on in hotel rooms so that he can have bitches in their own individual Mm. rooms separate from each other where he got that money from ignition bitch you know what i mean Mm. like Mm. all of those so so the mentality of it is just really really troubling to me that we are still willing to compromise those kinds of morals in those kinds because we're not talking about oh her brother cheated on his wife Mm -hmm. yeah okay right you know what i mean like there are lines but when we're talking about about rape and a child and abuse yes physical, mental, whatever, any type of abuse, it's just kind of unacceptable. And I get it as like people who are fans, because I'm not a huge Nikki fan, and I can get why it's sort of like there's this conflict right. of like how do you then how do you then hold somebody like that accountable when she wasn't the one who mm-hmm. committed the crime? Right. And I get that, and I don't think that this means that anybody needs to tarnish her career or that no one should ever support her ever again. Yeah. Um, but if people chose not to, I understand why. Right. Yeah, it just put a bad taste in my mouth, and I was yeah. like... Yeah, it, it kind of gives you like that squint eye, like... Yeah, what? and then you yeah. can't release yikes and have it be that whack. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's another thing. At least, at least come out with a hit after that. Because that's what I'm saying. Like when when I was uh, when I listened to Yikes, it really just sounds lazy. Yes. And it's like one of those. That's like, like when we okay. heard that little sample. I was like, it just sounds like she's just trying to do like a trap song still, like still trying yeah. to keep up with the time now. And I'm just like, which I'm here for, but do it better. This song, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do it better. It was it, it was absolutely it was absolutely not witty. Yeah, yeah, it, it was not witty. as witty, Nikki. You know, like so. I will say though, people are freaking out in that song now that we're on the topic about the Rosa, the Rosa Parks line. line. I don't know that I got any sort of offense from that line, and I don't no. know if I need to be checked, but I haven't. Like she was like, oh, something about whatever Rosa Parks stand up. Uh-oh. Like all you bitches, it's Rosa been... Parks. Uh oh, get your ass up. That's the line. Yeah, it just didn't. It didn't have enough context and detail for me to be like, why is that so deeply offensive to yeah. Rosa Parks? If 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 in other moments people have used like you know historical figures, I think it's because in... she used Rosa Parks like in a negative way, like. I think it also just has up. to do like, with yeah. the timing. Like, yeah. I think it's Black the fact History that Month. It's Black History Month. She released it in February. Yeah. yeah. No, I no. It makes sense. Listen, listen. I'm that. here for it. Listen, I'm not here trying to not let nobody defend Rosa. You want to defend Rosa? Defend that woman all motherfucking day. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm just saying sometimes it's like, all right, like, are when are we scratching? When are we like, no, yeah, really? Sure. But I'm not going to lie. When I did hear that line, I was also like, ooh. Did like, you that it my initial, really like my initial like any impression? It was just me. like ooh. I mean, but Nikki's also said, been someone to say nappy headed hoes in a verse. Like she's she's done she's that. So I don't think that I I don't yeah yeah. I don't think that I don't know. It was shock factor at some point. 
Yeah. This, listen, I just, you know, at the end of the day, I, I really, Whoa. we need to get you a refill. Um, <laughs> Can I get at the, a refill? <laughs> at the end of the day, though, I, I really just hope that, because even this, like, the accusations, not to even, I don't want to gloss over what she accused Meek Mill over either, because yeah. if that is yeah. true, yeah. Um, that is also very problematic. And I'm like, all right, who's releasing the album? Like, who's either, who's <laughs> they, uh, yeah. or if this shit is true, <laughs> how we how are we going to handle this shit? Cause yeah, I just also am someone who's looking at like it really does look like people have been turning their backs on her. So what really is going on that these men, or is it that she didn't do something mm. that they wanted her to do and they're covering it up and they're just turning True. her backs on her? Mm. We'll never know. You know? Really know. You never really know in this industry. It's crazy, but it just looks fishy on her end because also of how quickly that this Kenneth Petty marriage happened. Like, this man mm. has been... It he looks has, like, forced. Eight, that he looks has, like, forced. eight mug, mug shots, you know? And I'm sorry. Like, it I looks get, like, forced. It's, for me, it's also crazy thinking about her career and, like, in the, in the years that came up, that she was coming up or whatever, and, her and like, the height of her, like, success where she was, like, on her Pink Friday, Roman Reloaded, mm-hmm. the re-up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that, like, the third version of the of the same album. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Um, she, uh, the entire time Safari was in the background, like she wasn't, she wasn't out here showcasing her man. Then when that ended and she got with Meek Mill, that's when she started showcasing men. And to be honest, I loved that era, like that album that Mm -hmm. she came out with Mm -hmm. the pink print, but there was something that was a little weakened because now she was like showcasing this man and taking him on tour and da 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 So then now that, like, Meek Mill's broken up with you, Drake's not fucking with you, like, and, like, these men are, like, kind of turning their backs on you, and now you're attaching yourself to this, like, hood rat that looks like he goes to Orchard Beach every summer with salsa and oil. Like, you know, like... God. The um, <laughs> it's you just it's just something fishy. Is there something fishy about what's going on? And honestly, I I really do hope wish for the best for her. I yes, do hope that this course. is not a ploy to try to bring her down. I do hope that like you know honestly like I I would hope that her knowledge of her brothership wasn't true. I hope that I Meek really Mill, hope she didn't know. And I hope that Meek Mill did not put hands on her or his mother or his sister or any of that. Like yeah. all of that shit is really problematic and we need to find a better way especially when you have these platforms and I, and it sucks. Listen, being a celebrity fucking sucks because the amount of pressure you have because you're yes. in the public eye means that the way you move and handle your situation has an opinion being... coming from 10 motherfucking different directions, but mm-hmm. don't nobody check their own self in their mm-hmm. own personal lives. Like Juan said, even our own personal lives, we've had to deal with family doing fucked up shit, right? Yeah. right? But the way we choose to handle that is not being watched by everyone and we don't need to worry about being examples. But yes. here we are. And here they are, and they are examples. And so I hope that they are conscious of sort of how they handle these things. Because even going back to when it was Rihanna and Chris Brown, I remember how much it hurt me to see Rihanna like yes. being so forgiving. And at the end of the day, forgiveness is a big sign of growth. So like I'm, not, I don't hate on her for that, but I remember the timing of that and feeling like, sis, Damn, like, girl, like no, but he happened? also like, do you need to see the picture again, yo? He fucked your face up, sis. Mm-hmm. Like, and I remember feeling that like moment of like wishing that there had been more accountability for Chris Brown and then a forgiveness on her end where it was like, okay, now we can see that maturity doesn't sue forgiveness even if you don't forget or mm-hmm. engage people in the same way. But that's not how it happened. And I remember being disappointed. But at the same time, like, I'm not Rihanna. I don't know what it feels like. I'm not in the middle of the weeds. But yes. I think they need to handle it appropriately because everybody's watching. Mm-hmm. Everybody's watching. Yeah. <sighs> I definitely want to taste that. 
right, and now it's time for our plate of the day. Mm-hmm. This week, it is leaving the table when love is no longer being served. Mm. Ooh, mm. one of my favorite quotes. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, it just it just seems like these days people are holding on to relationships just for the sake of being able to say that they are in a relationship, and there are so many different factors that play into that. Um, and even as someone who, myself who like I'm not in a like dedicated relationship right now I do have a romantic dynamic with someone um but you know a a friend I was talking to a friend of mine and then she's like yeah but I don't get it why why don't you just have something declared but like why isn't it just declared right and this is pressure of like titles and Mm -hmm. and like needing to Mm -hmm. have titles and and something about it overwhelming it really brought that question up for me is like you know like why do we a need to rush into relationships but b when we do get into these dynamics like why is it so hard to walk away when the shit's just not working very yes. obviously. Yes. So I would love to hear from you guys. Where where do we think some of these habits are learned from? Because I'm certainly guilty of, of staying in dynamics way longer than I need to. Um, but I'm curious, where the fuck do we get that shit from? I, hmm. I think, I mean, I think overall, number one, we're humans and our fucking emotions are very complex. Yes. Uh, for a lot of the times. And we're, we're always going to be still figuring out ourselves till the day that we die. That's right. Um, so number one, I think that's where the comp like that thing. And then on top of that is like what you learn in your household and like all that Mm -hmm. stuff and all the subconsciousness of like who you see, like relationship models and role models for you. But, um, yeah, I think that's where mostly where we get all that shit from. I think that as you get older, it plays a part in this cycle too, where like, as you get older, you don't want to, like, continue to have to, like, meet new people and, like, get mm-hmm. to know someone and get comfortable with them and then develop a relationship, a friendship, and then do all that stuff. Right. So I think mm-hmm. that a lot of times there's a fear of, like, having to start over or having to live with yourself or be used to living with yourself. And so we'd rather just, like, suck it up yeah. and, like, deal with what's in front of us. Yeah. Because, because no, that's a great point. Yeah. yeah. Even though, like, it could be, like, so bad for someone else looking in like like the person in it's so comfortable like because I feel like what you said about like people like staying in relationships just to say uh staying like say they have one I think those are mostly people from my experience now is people who've been in relationships like for longer than four four to five years mm-hmm. like where it just seems so comfortable like it's mm-hmm. so even if it's so trash like they're comfortable in it in a right. way right and what's crazy is that I, I like I think as again as someone who has definitely stayed in relationships. First of all, Guilty. fun fact, I've only had one real official declared relationship mm-hmm. in Me my too. life. Me too. And then every other guy who's had some sort of stake and stuff has been have been dudes who I've let have important seats without titles because I, I think that for me, this idea of titles became very tied to commitment to a future. And I'm like, well, if I don't know for sure that this person can commit to this future with me, then I don't need to rush into calling nobody my motherfucking boyfriend. Right. Yes. Um, you are, you know, a partner person. Mm. You are my fuck buddy. I don't, you can you can give yourself any other title, but mm. you're not my boyfriend. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I think that even in that comfort, right, there's a sense of there's there's your intuition is is never quiet. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's always those moments where it's sort of telling you, hey, bitch, this is not it. 
This ain't it, sis. This ain't yeah, it, sis. Yes. And it's just, it's almost like a broken record. And it's, mm-hmm. it's and what happened, I think what starts to happen is less comfort and more you you begin to fight that voice. And and then mm-hmm. and then what yes. I noticed happens and certainly happened to me was that you begin to then all the frustration and shit that you that that you are feeling because of this relationship, but you don't want to tie it to that relationship, starts to associate with other things. So now, oh, you wake up and you you're you're mad at work or you're mad at friends things or there's other things and you're just you you start to harbor this negativity and it's because your soul is like so upset because you're not feeding it the healthy relationship it needs and the reality is is that the the relationship it's dying for you to focus on is the one with yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes yes all of of it but (laughs) it is it is loving yourself is the motherfucking hardest hardest thing thing to do it is it's honestly you know it is and so i think that that's part of like when we talk about like what are reasons why you find yourself staying in dynamics i think that's the number one thing it's because the fear of the work it takes for me to love myself makes makes me run away and hide into that because then when they are being assholes and they are doing shit you can be like oh not because that motherfucker is this and fuck them and they don't know what to appreciate and they don't know how to love me and it's like mama vida always says how you gonna expect somebody to love you if you don't even know how to fucking love yourself mm-hmm. and yes. it's true because when you love yourself enough there's certain non-negotiables when we were talking about those boundaries before like if i know somebody is not good to you addy like mm-hmm. i don't care how much shit he buys you whatever that's just not it and i'm mm-hmm. always gonna do that but we are always willing to undersell yeah ourselves um what what do you think makes us forgiving of partners during times when they are displaying these behaviors that are oh wait before we get i just want to say this little comment when you said um why like when we're like in these things and oh the loving yourself part Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. it just feels like uncomfortable and i would just have a thought because when i went through it a couple times uh (laughs) Not that much times, but just like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, I get like, I always get like, you know, like, cause I have this side of my mom where I'm like, fuck, like, fuck this. Like, you know, like, and I'm so like independent in that first like breakup thing. And then like, when I got to the point of like, when I actually forgave him, but still single, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. still single as fuck. And like, not cause you know, like when you're angry, like it's easier, like at least for me, like yeah. it's easier for me to be like to walk like yep. in this yep like, that's when I'd be like Skittles we going out yeah yeah like, right. like I feel so like <laughs> but when I'm like like when you're angry at the other person like you feel like that and then when you finally like get to that level of like forgiveness like with the other person and it's like okay I'm not angry at you anymore and I feel like that's when the real the real work comes in mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. when you're just like okay like I'm not mad at you anymore but now I really have to sit like with this and be like, okay, he's good. Now this whole anger that you had like earlier that you was trying to use as confidence is like, okay, bitch, now you really by yourself. Like yep, now yep. there's nothing else attached to that person. So now it's like, okay, it's only you. Yes. And that's that that's hard because like that's when your loneliness, like your I think loneliness is also like a it's not real. Hmm. Like to me, like I don't feel like like being lonely. It's like a real thing because I feel like you're never alone. Hmm. Um, but um, when you do, quote unquote, feel it, like that's when it's just like, ooh, like you have that itch to just go back to your ways, and then you know, healing hurts. 
yeah. healing mm. hurts um, um, immensely. And, and that process of having to sit with yourself makes you then, and that's the part where when that person is not present to be like, no, nah, because you did this and you blah, 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 mm. you start to do it with yourself. Because mm-hmm. while not every action that that person may have taken that was toxic is your fault, right. you start to question why you stayed there so long right, in the right. first mm. place. And then that's where you have to, you do kind of have to take some responsibility for yourself mm-hmm. and, and the for situations staying. that you that you stay in, especially, especially when, because listen, I want to be fair, there are people who are in dynamics where they're married, there are people who are, that are in dynamics where there are children involved, and so yeah, it feels a little stickier to right. just remove yourself in a moment like mm-hmm. that, but but a lot of, I, you know, and I see a lot of memes even, right, that like promote like relationship tropes, and it's just like, you know, oh, if your man don't do this, then get rid of him, oh, if your girl don't do that, then get rid of him, right. and then it's just like, people start to measure the ruler of their relationship mm-hmm. to, mm. to, to things that who made, who made that up? Like who, who, who said that that's how relationships work? And it, it, I just feel like the sphere of relationships and dating and leaving or not leaving because people are so present in social media, I think that sometimes people are even afraid to be honest about where they're at because if in their social media life, their relationship looks and breathes a certain mm. way, then they want to maintain that image even in, yes. in, in, in real, in the real world mm-hmm. when the, you can't keep up a fabrication like that. Mm-hmm. You can't, it, it is, it is so difficult to keep I up those fabrications. You're always going to get lost in the sauce. Oh, yeah. Well, the sauce is going to spill eventually. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and so like, and I think another thing, so what I was going to say before is there, you know, sometimes people will be like, oh no, and I do this a lot, so I'm calling myself out. No, you don't understand their past. Mm. Oh, oh yes. Oh, how they grew up. Yeah. He was an only child. Mm. I always get a lot of only childs. Bitch. You, <laughs> I get a I lot of only child. No, you I don't. Wish, I wish they need a lot of love. And let me like, tell you something. I get, I get the. I always get people with mommy issues. I have a oh, mommy that issue that magnet. Too, that too. Mommy issue magnet. Me too, me yeah. Too. Well, I get, but I, I get yeah. the guys that can't come to terms with their sexuality. Which. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a whole nother category. Yeah. Right. So how do you like what so how do you, Juan, in, in dynamics like that, like what do you, do you find that you ever settle into situations or the opposite where you have a different relationship with this idea of relationships because of your experience? Um, I think a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I think that I absolutely settle into situationships with discrete DL guys because um it's been I, I have what I call straight man syndrome. Um and it is just yeah, this idea that like yeah, that I grew up with a lot of girls around me and I like girl cousins and girlfriends. And so I've always kind of held like the super masculine man mm. to being like my yeah. goal, yeah. you know, right. of achieving and of um, achieving. <laughs> <laughs> and so like in the hookup culture that I am immersed in um as a gay man um that's just like what I attract because of how I appear like because I like makeup and I'm way more feminine and stuff like that I tend to get a lot more DL discreet dudes and so it, it it's gotten to the point where I kind of got to categorize dudes mm. where it's like okay I am going to entertain you but I am totally 100% mentally sure that 
this will be nothing but a hookup behind closed doors. And I'm only doing it because I am physically attracted to you. Mm. And I cannot allow myself to do anything other than be in that category with you. Mm. And then there's like this other category of like, there's potential because you are actually out. And like, you know, you, 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 you like actually live this life and kind of navigating where that can go. But that, doesn't come along often because I'm very much also like in the other pile a lot. Mm. <laughs> so, and mm. then like, then you got to start questioning, like, is it you who's doing it to yourself or is it mm. like, you know, the, the situations that you're putting yourself into? Um, I think that I'm a little jaded when it comes to the idea of relationships because I am the one in this group that has not had a real relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had a lot of situationships and almost ships, you know, but um, never had like someone that I was giving that title to. Mm -hmm, And so it's different. Like, because I offer, I often get like the piece of advice of like, well, you shouldn't be engaging in hookup culture if you, if that's what you really want. And like at the, at the same time, yes. Okay. I should be putting myself into situations where I'm like leading to get the outcome that I want. But then at the same time, when you have an itch, you got to scratch it. And like, sometimes I want that's right. That's right. No. And and I I think, and I think that that's important. And that's why, and even in some of these relationship dynamics, sometimes people will be like, Oh yeah, that person is cute. That person is this. Oh, so let me hold on to them for more than just the, the dick of the pussy. When all you really looking for is the dick of the pussy. Like, why are you doing, why are we putting so, and I think that that's Mm -hmm. where the influence of everything around us. And by the way, back to the, you know, our beginning point of like where we learn our habits from in the home, like being in the Latinx culture, as a woman, especially, like, there is this idea that you are taught that you have to be, lo- you are your man's lapdog, essentially, mm-hmm. and you have to be there, and you have to be present, and you have to, and, and it's that same trope of the man that Juan describes, right? It's the yes, super masculine, masculine, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Man, and and in Latinx culture, oftentimes, these men, their only responsibility is, like, listen, if I'm bringing home the bread, bitch, shut the fuck up. Right, like exactly. I'm doing what exactly. I gotta do. If I have an itch to scratch somewhere else, be grateful. I'm still bringing home the bacon, exactly. like type shit, mm-hmm. you know. And it's really, and it's really, really toxic. But in a weird way, like in my as as feminist as I am, I've noticed the strings of of, of that toxic culture. And and let me be very clear, my parents. I'm so blessed to have both parents, very healthy. They have been married now for 40 years. Amazing. Like you know what I mean, like. A wonderful dynamic, but like somehow even growing up and being around friends and what we see on TV, mm-hmm. like you always want to be the perfect influence. partner, whatever, whatever that means. And plus that could bring pressure onto you because like you like this is your role model of like what it is. And it's like you're putting so much pressure on yourself yeah. to get that, that you're attracting the I've total I've yet opposite. to find somebody yeah. who I'm like, yeah, I could spend 40, 40 years, years with you. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Imagine. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I've been I like, Imagine if there was like a monitor that like you like tapped and they're like, okay, no, that's not what <laughs> What is the expiration date black, on this relationship? That was a Black Mirror episode. Oh, was it really? Yeah, where they like knew if their relationship had an expiration date or not. That's, I, you know... I have been thinking a, a lot about like that, like because you know I do have someone that I am like involved with, but it's like they're not here. Like mm-hmm. it's like kind of like a long distance gotcha. thing, and there's no title, no nothing. It's just you know really great connection so far. I thought you were gonna say great dick for a second. Honestly, <laughs> I swear to God, and That's I was gonna be like, and I was gonna be like, and you know that, and, and you, you know, know that. that. <laughs> that too. That too. <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, yeah, um, but it's also like you know you start to, start to think of your priorities. Like, yeah, you're sorry, going. you are more than dick. Whoever you no, are, no, I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> but because you were just saying like about like finding the forty plus year, like I have really been sitting with myself. And being like trying to be okay, like if I don't find, like, right, you know, right, like right, a Tracy right. Ellis Ross. Like, I just been thinking about yeah. that bad bitch for a long yeah. time. And I just been thinking, like, you know, she's in her career. Like, I'm sure she's fucking people, like, whatever. But it's just like being that it's okay. Cause I feel like we don't grow up knowing that, like, in our culture too, where it's like, it's okay to be by yourself. Right. Every family function we go to, I'm sure they always ask you, like, you're not talking to anyone? Uh, like, yeah. you're not talking, yeah. like, what if I don't want to fucking tell you? Like, yeah. if I am or yeah. not? Like, you know, like, like, that's just like a big, like, like that's like the center of the conversation, yeah. at least for me, like every time I go to any family event. Um, Cause you know, they, I mean, we're good looking people also where it's just like, you're so gorgeous and pretty. Yeah. You haven't found no one. And I'm right. Like, like nobody wants you. Why does like, nobody want me? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's not about that. Right. Right. And it's like, I'm like, you know, I wouldn't mind being by myself and like just having random dick too. Like that's okay too. I'd be thinking about not it. Not random days. dick. Random, but you hey, know what I mean? random and not random. I just want, this is, yeah. I, I feel like I'm at that place where, like, I want consistent dick from someone who I also am comfortable with as a friend. No, but you see, <laughs> that's cool and all, but I feel like at some point, like, that's that's gonna change. Like, you're gonna want, um, if like, it does, then I'm here for that like, evolution, but like, at this point more. in time. Okay. Listen, that's what I want. I'm not shy to say that my old traditional ass absolutely would love to get married. Same here. Absolutely. I'm a cancer. Like, I, I, I believe in all that. I absolutely <laughs> am a hopeless romantic to a motherfucking fault. Um, but I, I really, I find, like, I've, as an adult, I think the thing that my brain does a lot is view everything from a sociological lens where it's like, all right, Everything is our fault and nothing is our fault at the same mm-hmm. time. We are this way because we choose to be and we're also this way because That's constructs right. around us have made us be. Yeah. And so, like, I, I just think, like, if, if I can find somebody who can, A, keep, keep up with my brain because it's fucking psychotic, <laughs> right? But, but, like, that 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 can just understand that, like, hey, we are always going to be ever-changing and ever-evolving as individuals, yes. period, whether we are married, boyfriend, girlfriend, or not. But we are here to be honest and transparent with yes. each other mm-hmm. and understand that that our individual journeys don't end the minute that we get together. And if I can find somebody who can ride with that, then I think that that's how a 40-year relationship lasts, right? Because who's to say? Like, I don't know every intimate detail of my parents' relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And again, lucky enough to have grown up and I didn't watch up seeing my parents arguing right. and there was no violence in the household. Like, I didn't have that. But I know these motherfuckers every single day of the year for 40 years have not been getting along. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like there had to be some bickering sure going on. Been, hey, maybe there has been and some sort of kept it away from you guys as I feel like that's a good healthy thing like we're gonna talk about it in the motherfucking room when right. the kids are asleep uh, you know however like, they've done it they've, yeah. they've succeeded but it's interesting because you know I, I just and, and we don't even have to dig too deep into this question but there's also the pressure of people who are like oh once trust is broken once there's nothing to be repaired there mm. so even as much as we're talking about yeah. you know like oh people staying when love is no longer being served do we and is it ever worth giving people a second chance Mm, I think yeah, that's a that's definitely a person to person thing. Yeah, because um, I gave second chance, but I gave a second chance 
I had a four and a half year relationship in college, like all throughout college. Like we met orientation, bitch. Like we kissed wow. on the bus going back. Like, <laughs> you know, and then like I ghosted him from a little bit, then I came back for for, you know, September and we like second week of school we're in a relationship. Right. You know? And there was always like my I, I didn't listen to my intuition a lot, but this is like, you know, eighteen to twenty one where you're like figure like this is prime, especially mm-hmm. I feel like for a woman, like it's like prime, like okay, bitch, like and you're away from your home, like so it was like a big thing. But um yeah, um what the fuck was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Do you stay Do you when stay? they cheat? Oh yeah, or I mean I trust? didn't second chances. Yeah, second, second chances. chances. Yeah. Like there was always something telling me something was up, and I found text messages, and the text messages were never. <sighs> the thing it was weird because it was <sighs> never vulgar. <laughs> it, like, it, was, it was like it was like really me like not listening to my intuition because it was like it was telling me, but it was like it, it was tricky because it wasn't like plain in my face. Mm-hmm. Like he did it kind of smooth. Right. But not that. Smooth. Don't give him credit. But, no, 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 Don't no, fucking no. give him no, credit. No, no. Fuck out of here. It wasn't like sloppy. <laughs> it was like you know. Shut the fuck up. I'm just I'm saying. On your side. I'm on your side. I'm just saying. I hear this you, sis. This motherfucker would hit me up. I hear you, sis. <laughs> I've been there. We spend time together, all that stuff, there. and then like he was still doing him like on the low low, wow. like you know. So it was just like ain't you see, shit. like you ain't see, shit. you see these things. So like you know, we broke up multiple times and that was like all these chances you know and it sometimes I was also probably in denial because I'm just like what but he does all these things for me like and like he's like there for me like I brought him to my family he wouldn't do that like you know like it was kind of like those things I know sis I had a motherfucker after I broke up with the the one motherfucker living in my aunt's house because he could because he was having beef with his family and this motherfucker was fucking around with a girl that he would try to act like I was being crazy when I'd be like I don't like y'all dynamic and was still there and we was still fucking oh we was still fucking living rent free in my aunt's house when I tell you (laughs) your heart heart is full bitch your heart is full (laughs) the stories I have big heart right there The stories I have. (coughs) Listen, my sick niggas is like, bitch, get it out. Get it out. Uh. The stories I have. But anyway, because, but it is because of my getting older, reflecting Mm -hmm. and really wanting to love myself more because I feel like I know (laughs) at this point, if I ever want to get that 40 year marriage out of anyone, I'm not going to succeed if I don't love myself first because, because those poor choices of not leaving the table when love is no longer being served comes in many shapes and forms and you'll do it with a bunch of people and it'll look different every time, but you will do it time and time again. If you do not check yourself and get the fuck up when you need to leave. So second, like going back to second chances and all that, and and I mean it's hard to say this because I've, I had to through those chances I had to learn now, you know. Yeah. So not to say everything, but it's just like there's something about that first initial, like when you're even thinking about a second chance and you're just saying like you don't know. I feel like is like try to really trust that mm-hmm, first one because mm-hmm. I I always think like what if I trusted that first? Not that I regret anything. I don't regret nothing at right, all. Right, and right. I would. I would do that shit all over again. I mean, I don't wish it upon myself, but, right. you know, but it's like, what if you really trusted that first, you know, thing without giving the second chance? Like, you know, yeah. you probably could have saved yourself from yeah. more hurt. But the lesson needs to be learned. And exactly. with and exactly. with that, thanks so much, mm-hmm. Addie, for Ooh. indulging that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
All right. So shout out plugs. Where can we find you? Who do you want to shout out? Yay. Okay. First, you know, got to shout out the New York Dose. Hey, hey, hey. The whole crew, the whole team. Got to shout out my co-host, DJ S614. Yes, my whole team and out Zalek there. Chariot. We moved to a new lo- a new WeWork. <gasps> we got- yeah, I should fucking- have said it. Uh, we are officially at Navy Dog. I yes. love that. Yes. Uh, we Dock Na- 72. Yeah, Dock 72. Yes. That shit is like a fucking... That shit is a whole different world. Like yes. it's awesome. I can't and wait to visit you guys. The lighting, there. it's is incredible. Great. Juan, for selfies over there, it is incredible. It's, That's what she was telling me. I was like, we gotta. Because I'm just thinking about how the commute that I'm gonna have to okay. make when yeah, I'm no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's of that is not, <laughs> that I don't no, look no, no. forward it's to. It's literally like okay, you know, Prospect is like maybe the most ten minutes from there. Okay. Yeah. So it just adds a little bit more. It's deep. I did it it from the Heights and it was like an hour and and ten. From the Heights. Uh, Yeah, from the Heights. But I, but it's worth it. It's worth it. That's why we shout out to WeWork. Yeah, yeah, that's, why, that's, why, that's why we com- That's why we committed to it because it's worth it, and I feel like you guys will love it. Yes, too. Uh, you know you guys got to come through. But uh, yeah, so shout out to New York Dose and just shout out to y'all. Oh, thank you. Um, you guys are out here working too. Yeah, and yeah, I'm just so happy to just be a part of like a great group of friends who are just out here doing it. And everybody just out here doing it and just. Yeah, keep on grinding. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And yeah. where can we find you? Yes, you can find me at Adeloso09 on Instagram, at Adeloso on Twitter. I'm going to get back on Twitter. I need to get back on all my social media. I've been working it's, on my Twitter. Yeah, it's hard now, shit. though, because Twitter is like where all the Tumblr freaks went now. So, like, there's mad <laughs> porn on Twitter. I don't be seeing that. I have so much porn on my that's Twitter That's crazy. Now. <laughs> but, yeah, and at the New York Dose, just follow, subscribe, like comment we are going to be back up and running with episodes every week uh starting the 22nd so amazing can't wait for that skittles where can they find us you can find us at ladies who brunch on instagram you can find us on ladies brunch on twitter and on all your favorite podcasting streaming network yes yes yes. thank you all so much for tuning in today and until next time brunche Bronche, bronche. That's how we say brunch. Here's to the ladies who say this with their lunch. You want that bochinche? Back at the convinche. You know what they said? That's what they got thinking. Aquí en esta mesa se repeta como ñon. Si la copa está llena, yo te doy la bendición. So what if we get batches? We from the Bronx. That's it. Don't get it twisted. We be going to Manhattan. Be a queen. Be a boss. Ladies who brunch are popping. Hey, we pop.